spread things back out again. The numbers are up. We're opening the doors. Please do whatever you think that would be safe for you, and we, uh, we just want to do all we can to protect you. We love you. God bless you. Uh, if you're a first-time guest, we have a bag over here and in the back. Make sure to get that. And today's Bible class done by Pastor Ramona, it was great. I, I tell you, I love the simple. I told her it was like uh, eating uh, Frosted Flakes in the morning. It's just easy and good, and you like it, and you're always looking. I'm looking at the bottom for a little bit more. Yeah, so Pastor Ramona, God bless you. That was an encouraging word today for us to, to uh, not harbor those things in our lives, but harbor the Holy Spirit. Uh, starting January the 7th, there'll be a corporate fast beginning with our saints at TLC, and you can choose your own type of fast, either a meal or a uh, uh, an entire fast, a Daniel fast. We have some sheets to give you information about that. I think that we're moving into a time of fasting and prayer so that we can get closer to God and we can grow in what God would have for us to do. Uh, what we're going to do now is just before uh, we bring up uh, Jody and Alyosha, we're going to take uh, our offering, our tithes and worship, our tithes. And I think there's one down here. It is, yes. We're going to continue our worship. Dear God, we thank you today for your son. We thank you that we can seed back into your ministry. We can give, Father, what uh, you would have us to give generously and joyful out of our heart. And we speak a multiplication over this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. So if you have never uh, been here or been able to minister with uh, Jody and Alyosha Rabinov, you're in for a treat. Uh, they're truly godly people that have been connected to TLC just forever uh, and uh, been on our board of directors for many, many years. They're the founders of the Song of Israel Ministries, and they live in Israel, uh, but they're here today to minister to us. Now, just a, a short snippet. Alyosha is a renowned Russian-Jewish composer and concert pianist who ministers in song and the prophetic. And Jody is called a, a mother of many, a call of God, a mother of many, who is an educator and a speaker. She's a certified natural health care professional with over 30 certifications and 35 years of research. They travel nationally and they travel internationally to minister, to sing, to heal, and uh, we're so fortunate to have them here today, to have them minister with us and join us in, uh, in honoring God. Jody and Alyosha, God bless you. God bless you. Thank you. Okay, shalom, Bokretov. Good morning. Can you hear me? Uh, Jody will come a little bit later. Uh, you know, in our short time, uh, we, do, we decided to do this. I, I teach for a little bit, then do some music, and then Jody comes with, uh, with, and see what the Lord does. You know, we save the best for, for last. <laughs> yes. Amen. <laughs> so, um, I, 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 for most people, I don't really need to introduce myself or, or Jody. We've known each other for many, many years. We lived here in Ormond Beach for long time uh, have been on the, each other's board with TLC and uh, had wonderful board meetings in, uh, with wonderful food. <laughs> right. But um, anyway, so we, uh, it's a blessing. When we came uh, from Israel uh, to Florida, we actually did not intend to minister but uh, we wanted to see Ramona but uh, uh, the Lord wanted this Sunday to be like this. So he has something for us, I guess. Um, anyway, uh, just a couple words for those that don't know. Jody and I, we live in Israel since 2010. Uh, we moved there from Ormond Beach. Um, and uh, we live in a small town called Zikron Yaakov. Um, now, most people haven't heard about this little town. Uh, if you're Israeli, everybody knows because that's a very popular tourist spot, but also a very historical town because uh, this is where the Aliyah, and you know what Aliyah? Uh, the, the, the return of the Jews uh, began. 
the second return. Uh, we call it first Aliyah because before 1948, there were five ways of the return, beginning of 1882. So our town was established in 1882, and there's amazing history. If the Lord willing, you can ever come here and I could show you things. Uh, I can show you all kinds of prophecies being fulfilled in our little town. Um, but, um, and, and we have a wonderful community, little community there that, of, of a group of people that love one another. And, uh, you know, God is preparing us to, for the times where we are, we are uh, facing things that we haven't faced before in our lives. And, and God wants to change us and prepare. Um, you know, last time uh, when we were here in uh, um, August, we, we also got sick with COVID. And I ended up in Chicago by myself, sick. And, and God spoke to me about something. And he said to me that um, you did not choose to be born. I chose it for you. And I will choose when you're going to go out of here. And that means that as long every day, as long as we are here, we are fulfill, we, we, we're supposed to fulfill something in relationship to establishment of God's kingdom. Not in heaven, on earth. I mean, you know, the kingdom comes to earth. And even the world to come will have earth. It's not just all heaven. And, you know, you know Isaiah saw new heavens and new earth. And, God, and uh, John saw new heavens and new earth. There will be this wonderful physical world will not go away that God created. I am looking forward for a resurrection from the dead, even for our pets, I hope, our dog. <laughs> yes, I hope for that. <laughs> but anyway, that's a, a little introduction. And I really, I would like to give a, um, just a small word uh, from the Bible, uh, because the message that God has start, started to give to us is the message of the kingdom. It's a foundation. It's a message of the in the Bible, the foundational message. And uh, the message of salvation is part of the message of the kingdom, but there is more because the message of the kingdom leads to establishment of God's rule here on earth. And thank God, because you know, as long as the rulers, other rulers uh, are doing their own thing, one day God's going to stop this. And, and, and we are part of this. He, he doesn't want to establish it all by himself. He's doing it together with us. And one thing that we can learn about the establishment of the kingdom is this, that um, in the book of Acts, after Yeshua rose from the dead, he spent on earth with disciples how many days? 40, 40 days. And... Um, Remember, they asked him, and he talked about only one thing, everything pertaining to the kingdom of God. And do you remember what uh, disciples asked him after that? They asked him, when will you restore the kingdom to Israel? And what does the word restore mean? It means it already existed. In Greek, it means, when will you return the kingdom? You mean to tell me the kingdom existed in the past? Oh, yes, it did. Even twice. The Garden of Eden was a kingdom on earth. And then when God takes Israel out of Egypt, and God says, if you listen to my voice and keep my covenant, you will be to me, what? A kingdom of priests. And Israelites said, everything God said, we will do. So from that point on, there was one nation on earth ever that had God as king. And for, that, for the kingdom to be established, God has to regather Israel. And what uh, my interest was is that if I go back and see how God built his kingdom, I will understand better how he's bringing it back. So like in Isaiah said, you know, you'll know the end from the beginning. So I go to the beginning. And um, I've been studying, you know, God began 
to build Israel from this one man, Abraham. And then Isaac and Jacob and 12 sons. So from one family, and that family, let me tell you, it was a mess. You read every story, they're all messed up. But everyone, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, did something very significant about the kingdom. And I want to give you a few points today about Jacob. Because his name was changed to Israel. So there's something about Jacob that we need to understand for us today as we face what's in the world happening. So let's pray. Father, we come to you and we thank you that you are God. Thank you. You're working in the lives of the people and our lives and that you are preparing us for something great and even greater that we can ever imagine. Thank you, Lord God. We just pray, Father God, that you just make this word usable for us in our lives, that we can walk it out in the name of your Son, Yeshua Mashiach. Amen. So what I want to do is I want to go to, uh, and, oh, I'm sorry, what happens is that my, um, okay, I'm back on the internet. That's my fault. Uh, You know the story when Jacob is uh, coming back home, I'm I trust you all know the, 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 his biography and all that. Um, he is to face his brother, who is coming with 400 men, and his brother years ago swore to kill him because Jacob stole the blessing. So Jacob finds himself struggling with a man. Uh, which was, I believe, an angel of God, possibly Yeshua himself. And there, there is a name change that is taking place. And the angel, and we're going to read that verse 29, the angel tells Jacob, he says, your name shall no longer be called, and let me switch it from Jacob to his real name, Yaakov. One of the problems we have is we're using names that are not sounding right <clears throat> because of the language. His name is Yaakov. Why is he Yaakov? Because when he was born, he was holding his brother's heel. And Hebrew word for heel is akev. And so he's called Yaakov. But there's more to it. And so is told, your name shall no longer be called Yaakov, but Israel, because you have struggled with God and with men. And in English it says, you have prevailed. It doesn't say in Hebrew you have prevailed. It says, you, you have, you're able. You were able to, to persevere in this struggle. You know, you can't prevail over God. It's not possible. But uh, and you, you persevered. And so, they, so God wants to change his name because he persevered in this struggle with God and man. So I want to understand what was that struggle with God and what was that struggle with man that caused the change of the name. Now, in order to understand this better, let me go for a, for a minute to another Scripture, you remember when Jacob, after he stole the blessing, and his brother Esau, in Hebrew is Esav, close to Esau, but Esav, is so upset, and he tells this, isn't that rightly his name, his name Yaakov, that's Genesis 27, verse 36. Rightly his name Yaakov, for he has supplanted me this two times. In Hebrew, it's a, for supplant, it sounds like this. You have the word Yaakov in there. Uh, literally means he healed me. Healed me twice. 
What does it mean he healed me twice? So it has something to do with, uh, with a deception. But where, where I really would like to go is, um, let me see if I can get to that uh, scripture, is when the parents name their children. And this, this is fine in Genesis chapter 25. I don't know if you're able to project scripture on the screen. That would help. If not, it's okay too. And we go to, uh, uh, just a second, to verse. Um, let's, let's do it this way. Um, we start verse 22 about when Rebecca was pregnant with two children. They struggled together within her womb, and she said, so she inquired of the Lord, and she was told there are two nations in her womb, and she was told that the younger will, uh, the elder will serve the younger. That's all she knew. And then when they give birth, uh, verse 25, it says the first boy that came out, he was Rudy and Harry, and they called his name Esav. Esav comes from the word la'asot, which means to do. He was a doer. He's active and hairy, you know, um, guy. So he's a doer, Esav. And who called his name? It says they called his name. If you look at carefully in the text, it says they called his name. Who are they? The father and the mother. Who? Isaac and Rebecca called his name Esav. After that came forth his brother, and his hand was holding Esau's heel, and his name was called Yaakov. Now, in English, it says his name was called, so you don't know who's called it. But in Hebrew, it doesn't say that. In Hebrew, it says, and he called his name Yaakov. Not they. He. So they called the name Esau, but he... Who's he? Oh? No, not God. His father. Only the father. The mother refused to call him Yaakov. Mother didn't call him Yaakov. And the father, you remember later on, the father loves Esau and the mother loves Yaakov. There's already a problem in the family. Favoritism. And... <coughs> Why is he called him Yaakov? You see, the heel has a round shape. And it's interesting because he begins his life and he goes around all the time. He manages to get the birthright from his brother. He goes around when... He, he, he learns, his mother learns, that the father wants to bless Esau. She sends Yaakov, and Yaakov deceives. He goes around. He goes around. You see, that's what the heel means. That's why Esau says, he's not going straight. And then, <clears throat> when he has to run out, run for his life, um, you know that famous story he is sent to his relatives to Haran on the road he stops and he sleeps and he's, he sees this famous vision of God on the letter and angels go up and down and he receives amazing promise from God that God says uh, and I will bless you and I will you know remember what I promised to Abraham and he says I'm God of your fathers he gives him an amazing promise. And what does Jacob do? He tells God, if you bless me, if you provide for me, and if you return me back to my fathers, then you will be my God. You see, he's not taking the promise directly. Even he, he, he wants to make deal with God. He, he goes around. He says, no, if you do this, I do this for you. Yeah, nice. That was... Jacob, character. And then he goes, of course, you know the story where he ends up with Laban, or Laban um, 
marries and gets two wives, and then 20 years he serves, and then he goes back. And something has changed in his life, and that is very significant, because he's going back, and he uh, is going to meet his brother, and I want to go to, this is uh, Genesis chapter 32. It says in verse 4, Jacob sends messengers to the Esau, his brother. And then he learns that his brother is coming to face him with 400 men. Now, but you see, so what the change here, you may not notice this, but Jacob is the one that initiates the meeting with his brother. He could have gone around again to his home. No, this time he is going straight. And then he is praying to God, and no, more, no longer he is making any deals. He, start, he says, Here's this beautiful prayer. And Jacob said, Oh God, God of my father Abraham, God of my father Isaac, Oh Lord, you who said to me, Return to my country, to my kindred, I will do you good. He said, I am not worthy. This is such a beautiful thing of, of humbling yourself. In this Hebrew word, katonti. Katon means little, katan. And there are, you know, Orthodox Jews wrote several songs from this scripture, katonti. You know, I'm not worthy of all the mercies and all the truths that you have shown to your servant. With my staff, I passed over Jordan, and now I have become two camps. And you see, the only things he's asking now, he's not making any deals, he's now direct. He's no longer going around. He says, please deliver me, I pray, from the hand of my brother and, and uh, the mother and the children. And he's asking for salvation from God, humbling himself, going direct. And he is going direct uh, to face his brother. This, uh, the word in Hebrew, the word face appears over and over and over in this chapter, face to face. He called this place Peniel, why? Because he said he, he saw God face to face. He also saw brother face to face. It, it starts in verse 4, his, uh, because every time you, you read the word before, in Hebrew, it's inside the lifne is the word face in, in the word before. And it's very consistent that now he is going straight to face his brother. He knows he may die. His brother <laughs> is promised to kill him. But there is something in him that wants to repair this problem. And this is why God is changing his name because, unfortunately, I can't show you on the screen, but if I take the word Israel, the first three letters, Yud, Shin, Resh, you can read the word Yashar. You know what Yashar means? Yashar means straight. Direct. Yashar. Jody knows because we, moved, <laughs> we, we had to take driving lessons in Israel after driving here for 40 and uh, And the driver says, smaller, that means uh, left. Yashar, straight. <laughs> Yashar. Straight. El. The straight one of God. The righteous one of God. So no longer he's Yaakov that goes around. He's going straight. He's going to face whatever he has to face. You see, you see this is where <coughs> this, the kingdom is based on this principle, on this character. That I may die, but I'm going to face the truth. I did wrong to my brother. And it's amazing the brother comes to meet him with 400 men. Jacob sends him, uh, not going to go through, you can look how many animals 
you know, male, female, donkeys, and all kinds of animals. This is like, at that time, this is a fortune. Because investment, because animals are going to multiply. But, he, but, it's, but you think, oh, is he trying to buy him out? Or flatter him out? No. Because uh, what happens, let me just, I, I want to save time for our ministry, so I don't want to talk too much, but this is very important. When he meets his brother, he comes to him, and he bows down to him seven times. The brother sees the family. He falls on his neck and kisses him. There's this kiss. And let me tell you, there's something deeper that is going on here. And what I want to show you is, um, if I go back, let me see if I find that scripture. We go back to the blessing that Jacob stole. And you remember how Isaac, his father, blessed him. Here's the blessing. Therefore, may God give you the dew of heaven and the fatness of earth and plenty of grain and wine. In other words, the first part of the blessing is I'm going to make you rich in every way. What does he do to Esau, Esau, his brother? He is giving him this investment that is going to make him rich. And then he says, let the nations serve you and the nations will bow down to you and be master over your brothers and let your mother's son bow down to you. Cursed be anyone who curses you. Blessed be those who bless you. What does Jacob do? He bows down seven times to his brother. And now his children that eventually will become this amazing, powerful nation also bow down to Esau. Do you see? There is a, it's like he's returning the blessing that he stole over here. He's taking him back to, to the point of conflict. And uh, let me just <coughs> read one more verse here. And in verse, uh, chapter 33, verse 11, in English I read here, it says where Jacob is telling Esau, I pray that you take my gift that, is, that I brought to you. In, in, in the Hebrew it says, he's, take my blessing. Some translations do translate it as a blessing, 33.11. Now, of course, uh, in the mind of Jacob, he is giving him this good, nice gift, but the scripture is telling us that he is returned, what, what, what he's doing, he's returning the blessing that he has stolen. The, the, the promise is not going to go away from him. God promised to, to, that through this family, the entire earth will be blessed. But now he can give away that blessing to his brother. You see, uh, there is a blessing for all the nations. When Yeshua came, you see, Jacob, sorry, when Jacob was willing to die for this, Yeshua came, he was willing to die to save us. This is Yeshua-like character already beginning to form. And what God is saying to us that in these end times, and we live a lot closer to end times, I don't know exactly when things will take place, but God wants us to become a kingdom-minded and God wants us to realize <clears throat> that the powers and the gifts and the talents that he invested in each one of us is to be used to, to help others, to bless others, to lift up others. In this life, we don't live for ourselves. 
Even if we die, okay, so what? We, can, we have eternal life. But we are called to every day, you know, I wake up and say, thank you, Lord, for another day of life. Because I live that God has a plan for his kingdom. Look, there's an awesome hope for us that God sees what's going on in the world. He sees what the rulers are doing, and he wants to raise people on this level. He wants to change us from within so that we would understand the vision that every day that we could do something. Whatever God invested in you is going to be turned into a power. Yeah. So what I planning to do, what I want to do, what God wants us to do. Now, we have 20 minutes or something here, but in God's time, it's eternity. Is I'm going to go to the piano and I will I ask the Lord for a piece of music that I've never played. I will play it and let God speak to you. The best thing is when God speaks to you directly during this, and this is an opportunity for you. And then Jody can come and you can, which microphone can Jody use? Uh, I think just use a handheld or something. Okay, so let's uh, prepare our hearts <coughs> and allow God to speak to us.
Lord would say, come to me. Not with what you don't have, but with who you are. Just come to me simple like children. Because I want to fill you. I want to fill your hearts with my love. That you might have an overflowing account. (laughs) And the Lord says, on that day that you see me, you'll be able to throw your crowns before my feet. The Lord says, I want to fill you with so much that you won't be able to contain it. It's my glory. It's my love. And the Lord says, there's a world before you with starving people who have not, they have nothing. And they're waiting. They're waiting for my emissaries to come. And the Lord says, I put my name on your brow, on your forehead. My name is on you. And the Lord says, I want you to know that. That when you step out of your environment, your house, your home, your safe place, there are people waiting just to look upon your brow and see my glory in you. And the Lord says, my spirit will come right through your eyes because the eyes are the mirror of the soul. And as you're filled with my spirit and you're filled with my love, my glory will come right out from you and impact each person that you meet, each person that you touch. And there'll be opportunities, says the Lord, where you'll be able to share about my kingdom and and who I am. And there'll be other times when you give bread to the hungry and you do it as unto me because there's so many hungry and thirsty people out there waiting to receive. And the Lord says, I will provide for you. I will keep you steady, steady, steady. And the Lord says, everything around you is going to be shaken even more than it is now. The beginnings of the shaking and the tremors are only beginning. But the Lord says, my people will stand upon the rock and will not be shaken during times when the earth is being shaken and the world is being shaken and politics are being shaken and systems of this world are being shaken. But the Lord says, my people will stand strong upon the rock because they know me. And the Lord says, as you keep your eyes fixed on me, you will purify yourselves even as I am pure. Keeping your eyes fixed is the biggest key of all upon Yeshua, Jesus, our Messiah. Thank you, Lord. Father, thank you that it's not about works. It's about faith, (laughs) trusting you, believing in you, knowing you. Lord, thank you. We come to you as little children. We just humble ourselves and we come to you as little children. We say, Lord, we trust you and we bless you and we thank you that we can know you in spirit and in truth. And thank you for those who have went before us. Thank you for Pastor Howard, who is in glory. Thank you that he went before us and he knew you and for his testimony and his life. Father, thank you for the way that he impacted me in my life and all of those here and those who are watching through the airwaves. Thank you for the testimony of faithfulness. Thank you for faithfulness in this house. And Lord, we bless this work, this house. We we bless the leadership here. We bless you in the name of Yeshua HaMashiach to have strength and power and courage and joy unspeakable and full of glory. Thank you for building this house and strengthening those who are here. Thank you for faithfulness, Lord. Thank you, Father. We bless TLC, Father. Thank you for this beautiful body of people, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for the love that's in this house. Thank you, Father God, that this house will be known by 
its love for you and faithfulness all the way until we see you and we're like you, even as you are. Thank you, Lord. Toda Abba. Thank you, Lord. We just bless you for your presence, Father God. Thank you, Lord, that we could be filled with the Spirit. Thank you, Father God, that wherever we go, you go before us. We thank you for that, Lord. You go before us, and you are our rear guard, and you are the rock under our feet, and the glory <laughs> that shines above us, Lord, that we're surrounded with you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord, for every good gift. Father, we, I ask right now, in the name of Yeshua HaMashiach, that you would increase the gifts in this house. that you would increase the gifts of the Spirit, the word of knowledge, the word of wisdom, the prophetic anointing and the unction of the Lord, the gift of giving, the gift of helps, the gift of service, all the gifts, Father God. Lord, Father, we have gifts inside of us. We ask that they would be unwrapped and that we'd be, we would be loosed to do your bidding. We'd be loosed to do the fullness of what you created us to do, Lord God, at every every stage, Lord, along the path. In the name of Yeshua HaMashiach, we bless you. Amen. We just drink of water. He wants to sing. We sing a, is a water bottle. sing one Hebrew song for you uh, it's uh, I will lift up my eyes to the mountains <laughs> my, my help comes from the Lord Let, wait a minute yes okay sorry
forgot to tell you that uh, on the table you'll find one book I wrote it's called uh, Thinking Hebraically and I'm almost finished uh, the second book on the yeah, yeah this one second book will be called The Hidden Elephant and that's on the kingdom yeah <laughs> so okay let's oh, you got one. make sure this is on yes so let's pray for uh, Jody and Ali Ocean, their ministry. Lift your hands with me, guys. Say, God, we speak in increasing and dwelling. Father, we thank you for your servants who are so faithful to give of what they have, to bring what they have, and that you take it and mold it and make it special for each one of us, O oh God, in song and in prophecy, O oh God, in teaching. We ask, O oh God, that you would continue to bless and multiplications uh, that we are unable to even fathom, Father, and that you would return the blessing that they have given, that you would return the increase that they have done, where they have put their hands to the, to the uh, plow and plowed fresh ground and prophetic ground, that you would continue with them, O oh God, and be with them in the name of Jesus Christ. Jodin Aliosha. Rabinoff, we bless you in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. God bless you. Hallelujah. Thank you so much. And thank you all for uh, joining with us today and having such a special time that we could uh, minister and, uh, and enjoy your company. God bless you. Thank you all. You are, you are dismissed. God love you. <laughs>